This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning, good morning, good morning, and still good morning or good afternoon or whenever you're tuning in or listening to a podcast, good morning and good day. This is Morning Breath, and uh, I am Pastor Brian. I'm sitting in for Pastor Dan today, and uh, I'm here with a couple folks in the studio. And uh, let me say good morning and good day to these as well. How are you doing, Mark Cook? I'm good, brother. It sounds like the Truman Show. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And good day or good something. Yeah. Good, Just good week. How about that? You have go. a good week. How about yeah. that? And uh, also in the studio, we have Nick, our studio engineer extraordinaire. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good. Good. No, that's outstanding. Yeah, I like that. Good. That's good. awesome. That's good. He's moved the frost on his head to only the top of his head now. Yep. There's still a little bit hanging around. Yeah. I, I see a yeah. little. He's got a little blonde so, neck beard. Just keep that going. <laughs> get, get the neck beard and the top, and you'll be money, dude. I've I've been described as salt and pepper. Okay. Yeah. Hey, go with it. Go with if it. If that neck beard gets long enough, it'll be like a half mullet. Dude, that'd be sick. How about a rat tail? Can we bring back the rat tail? Can no. we do that? Someone else can, not me. Somebody besides Nick. All yeah. right. Well, good morning, and uh, welcome to the show. This is a uh, Drive Time Devotion, and hopefully it's going to jumpstart your day. We are going to do a devotion. We read a chapter on the air daily, and... Uh, just open up really our hearts and our and our eyes to see maybe get what God would speak on speak about to us that we want to share on the air and do a devotion with you guys and so um, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the show I'm going to kick it over to Pastor Mark and Mark will you tell people how to get on board how to be a part of this yeah we want you to follow along and uh, so you can do that a few ways get on our uh, get on our app the East Coast app uh, and that's one of the best ways to do it there's a podcast button you hit that button and that'll take you to not only the morning breath guide where you can see what chapter we're reading but you can also listen to uh, past episodes of the show. You can also do that at our website, eccc.us. And if none of those options working for you, you can always call the office at 452-1060, and we can mail or email you a Morning Breath guide. It's really important that you do that now, because a lot of times with Morning Breath, we just run through a book of the Bible, but now we're, we're in our uh, our 21-day devotional, yeah. so the chapters are skipping all over the place, depending on what the author chose. So you really want to get on there, uh, see the Morning Breath guide, so you know where we're going to be, because we're popping all around. While you're over there looking at our at our uh, app and at our website, make sure you check out our YouTube page and uh, look at sermons. Uh, you can see what we're talking about at East Coast. You can bounce around our website, see what's going on. There's all kinds of things to do. Yeah, I think the uh, the key of this 21-day devotion is really pretty awesome. I, I really like, I enjoy this time of the year where we spend some time intentionally on the same page as a church, going in the same direction for 21 days. And this is day three of that 21 days. We're in the middle of a fasting time as well. So many of us are doing a Daniel fast or something similar to that, no meats, no sweets, or something that works for you um, physically or that would be a challenge to you that you that's stretching a bit to say, you know what, I'm going to honor God and be set apart a bit for a season. And, you know, we have morning prayer going on right now here at the church. And so 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we're, we're praying together as a church body, and so we'd invite you to that. If you'd like to come tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday morning, we'll continue to do that the rest of this week, and um, it's just been an incredible time, really, to just press into the, the presence of God, and, you know, I'd encourage you, there. the devotion guide is available on the app. If you'd like a hard copy of that, you can get one to take notes in and such as well in one of our services or come to by the office at some point. If that fits your schedule, come do that. Otherwise, follow along. Um, there's some great devotions that have been written, and uh, you know, mostly from our staff or from uh, from those that are part of our, 
you know, just leaders in our church have written devotions for 21 days, and that will be kind of a, a jump start to even this devotion process. And yeah. so, um, you know, Morning Breath, uh, we, we try to just read a chapter and talk about it, but in this season, we also have a devotion that kind of goes along with the chapter, and so maybe we'll kick into that a little bit today um, as well. But let's get started in the chapter. It's John chapter 14 today. I have the New Living Translation, and what do you have over there, Mark? I got the New King James. Great, and I see 31 verses, and so uh, we'll break it after 14. Why don't you get me started? We'll get into the Word. And uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Pastor Brian, I'll say unto you, read, sir. All right, John 14. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Also, oh, And you will, I'm sorry, and you know the way to get there um, where I'm going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going and how we went, we can know the way. Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. For, from now on, you do not know him, or sorry, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father, who lives in me, does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father." Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said, that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Amen. Amen. Well, it's uh, it's pretty—I I really love this chapter. I, I just want to say John 14 is one of my favorites. I, there's so much 
um, depth. There's, there's just a lot in here about who Jesus says that he is and who we can be because of what and who he is and him living on the inside of us. And so there's a lot that sticks out to me in this chapter. I really like it. Um, the devotion was focused on peace, and so maybe we look into that. But what, what stuck out to you in the chapter, Pastor Mark? And um, then we, we can talk a little bit more. What, what stuck out to you? Well, honestly, I read the chapter before I read the devotional, yeah. uh, and the same thing kind of keyed on. Uh, that jumped out to me was where Jesus was said in verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that's what the uh, author of the devotional focused on, um, and they and talked about having peace. But one of the, the thing that jumped out at me was Jesus said, not as the world gives do I give. And so I really started kind of thinking about that. What does that really mean? When I mean, we say that and we kind of go by it, but how does the world give? I was thinking about what the difference is between how the kingdom of God gives us stuff and how the world gives yeah. us stuff. You know, and there's there's this there's a lot of ways you could break this down. But I was just thinking, um, you know, we think we're going to have peace from a lot of different things. The world says you'll have peace if you have this house. You'll have peace if you have this job. If you're single, you'll have peace if you're married. If you're married, I mean, maybe you'll have peace if you're single. You know, you'll you'll have peace when you have this much money. Um, and so there's always a hook in it because yeah. there's a hook in owning the house. There's a hook in owning the car. There's a hook in being single sometimes. There's a hook in being married. You know, it's yeah. nothing is is going to be this perfect, amazing situation because of where we live. We live in a fallen world, um, and that's not how the kingdom of God gives. Um, you know, the world says you can have the car, but it's going to cost you something. Sure. You can have the house. You can be married. It's going to cost you something. It's always going to—being single is going to cost you something, no matter where you find yourself. But the kingdom of God says, look, I'm going to give you this, and it's it's— you don't have to do anything to earn it. You can't yeah. do anything to earn it. Now, is there a cost to following Jesus? Sure, you're going to give up some things when you make a decision to follow him, but it's not that's not a price that you have to pay in order to be granted access to the kingdom of God. We are given the adoption as sons and daughters by faith, uh, and faith is what gives us access to the kingdom of God, and the gift is free because Jesus paid for it. Yeah. And so I just started thinking, man, how the world gives, there's always a hook, there's always a fang in there, there's always that, that you know, when, you, when you're a kid, you know, they always used to tell you, you know, don't eat the apples on Halloween, there's a razor in there. Yeah. there the, the world's peace, the world's grace, yeah. the world's everything always has a razor in it when you take a bite, but the wow. kingdom of God is... is is, you know, without that kind of price. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking similarly at that about peace, and, you know, similar to the, what what is the world, how how do we acquire, how do we get, what does it feel like, what is what is the peace that the world offers really feel like, you know, and is it real peace, like, is it temporary, or is it eternal, like, you know, is it short-term, or can we have long-term peace by something the world would that we could acquire from the world's, you know, perspective. And honestly, I, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity of spending time with, you know, people who can't rub two nickels together in a, you know, in a, in a homeless shelter or at the, you know, at the other extreme with some professional athletes that I got to spend time ministering alongside and be a part of. And, you know, on both ends of that spectrum, somebody's always working for something to try yeah. to acquire something more so they can have that thing called peace, where this is actually an internal. This could, this is not an out external. This is not something we put on. This is something that is, on the inside and we can live out of, right? And so I think that that the world wants to try to, you know, we're working hard, like you said, we're working hard to try to acquire or attain or to pay the price for, to get that thing, where this is actually a gift on the inside that we flow out of that peace, that we can live out of a place of peace, that we, you go, well, how do you have peace in the middle of crazy and chaos and, you know, hard times and, you know, un, you know, un, un, maybe, like unstable ground that you might be walking on, you know, like literally I just yesterday there was, you know, multiple earthquakes in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has been having earthquakes. And you think about the instability of like, you know, or 
at this season, in the last week or so, there's been a lot of stuff of, you know, going on military-wise across the planet, you know, and you go, okay, where's the stability that we can walk in? Well, we can have peace because Jesus is Prince of Peace on the inside yeah. of us, right? And so we can connect with and live out of that versus trying to always work to attain something. And that, that work is fatiguing versus going, you know what, I can rest in what Jesus did that I could walk in peace. And, you know, in, in the translation that I read from over here, the New Living, it says, I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. Mm. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. And, you know, in this, they're asking questions in this chapter of, like, where are you going? How do we get there? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, don't leave us, Jesus. Oh, no. You know, like, yeah. this, there's this whole fear, you know, in these questions that are being asked, and he's trying to reassure them, you know, hey, even from the first verse of the chapter, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. And he's going, hey, there's a way that you could actually walk out of this that you don't have to wonder, you don't have to worry, you don't have to. Does that mean that we don't have some, like, we look around and we feel some things? Sure, you're going to feel some things, but we're not supposed to be driven by a feeling. We're supposed to be driven by what's on the inside of us and a lasting, you know, character trait, a, a fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace is one of those, you know? Yeah. And so peace is something that's in us. It's fruit in us that then manifests on the outside of us versus trying to find it on the outside all the time. Well, and, and, and it's, it's, an, it's the eternal—you made the point about it being something that's eternal, and I think that's really where it's rooted, because no matter what you have here, no matter how good you have it or how bad you have it, you know, there I, I use this reference, you know, sometimes, and I don't—it's not a negative thing, but I just think of somebody like Steve Jobs. Um, he had— the biggest company, what, the biggest company in the world, all the money he could ever need, he got sick and died, yeah. right, prematurely. Like, he, he could have lived a lot longer if that hadn't happened to him. So all having the enough money to buy anything that he could ever want or need, well, actually, he didn't because he couldn't buy the cure for what killed him, Yeah. right? And and so, you know, we've, we've all seen somebody that we love die from something like that, but can you have peace anyway? Can you have peace about where you're going? And when you really have an understanding of the kingdom of God, you begin to think bigger and to think literally longer term, you shift out of thinking that temporal thing and then shift into that eternal, because no matter how good we might have it here, there's still an eternity after that. Yeah. And and no matter how bad we might have it here, there's still an eternity after that. And the eternity is going to make this pale in comparison, no matter what it's like. And so having the confidence that we are, it says, uh, is it in verse 19? Uh, he said, a little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. Yeah. Right? And it's having that confidence to say, you know what? Um, no matter what happens here, I know where my destiny is going to be. And that's a real thing, and I think the only time that it maybe seems a little churchy or just seems a little, um, you know, just kind of just religious talk is if you don't, if it hasn't settled in on you yet, yeah. you know. And and when you've when you've gone through some tough things, you've maybe you've lost some loved ones, maybe you've dealt with some fear, but then you look and you go, you know what? That we're all going to the same ultimate goal on earth. You know, there, at some point we're all going to end up in a cemetery. Yeah, if Jesus tarries. What's coming after that? Yeah. And that's where peace can really come from, because ultimately, the, you know, it says in Hebrews that Jesus came to free those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. The real bondage is that fear of death. And if you can get free from that, man, there's nothing that can stop the peace that comes into your life. That's good. 
You know, also in this chapter, there's there's other chunks up here, like before we get into that peace section of, uh, you know, just understanding what we're capable of as believers. I love verse 12. It's, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You know, that's a promise. Like, you're not seeing, you know, maybe great fruit in your life right now. You're going, you know, man, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm not really accomplishing much. I'm not really doing much for the kingdom or really doing anything for my family. Or, you know, you might feel all the things that you might feel about that. You can hang on to this promise and know that you're able. Like it's he's he. This is in red in my Bible. This is Jesus saying, "I tell you the truth." And I don't. He wasn't just speaking, you know, to the guy standing in front of him. I don't believe. I believe this is to the disciples of Jesus Christ, believers, followers of Christ today, just like it was a couple thousand years ago. He's saying to you, "I tell you the truth." Even the same, you could do the same works I've done and even greater works. That means that when you lay your hands on the sick, they shall recover, is what Scripture yeah. says. That says there's benefits of knowing. It's, you know, in, in Psalms, it says, forget not the benefits. That he heals all your diseases. He pardons all your sins. Like, you can walk free of, of sickness. You can walk free of the burden and the shame that you carry around that because you've fallen short and haven't done enough, and all the stuff that goes with that. I, I doubt, I, I can't see where Jesus was ever feeling sorry for himself because he didn't do enough, right? Yeah. He, he literally was doing incredible amounts of stuff and we only see three years of it, of this of this window right like in three years of time there's a lot getting done here but there's also gaps there's days where you know it wasn't just every every second of every day he was doing just radical you know miraculous stuff like yeah. he was doing normal life alongside people most of the time and we see the highlight show here like yeah. we see like a highlight reel that's incredible and so don't feel sorry like man I'm not doing enough you know what Take the next opportunity. Who's close to you? Like, who is around you? Are your, you know, your kids or your your spouse or somebody in your circle of influence there at your workplace or, you know, in your neighborhood? I mean, take time, literally, as you walk through your life and just go, you know what, God, would you use me today? You say I could do the same works you did. I want to do that for you today. And, you know, we started this talking about prayer and spending time in prayer this week, you know, as a as a as a church body together. Prayer is where this stuff can happen. You can you can stir up faith about being able and your abilities because Jesus said so. Stir that up. Talk to talk to the Lord about God. Who would you have me minister to today? How could I be used? If you got one verse, you got enough. You know, like if you're if you're born again, clearly you know enough about who Jesus is to tell somebody else about yep. how good he is. You know, Amen. and so just use that. Start there. You know, don't feel like you got to go do the radical in front of thousands all the time. Do with the simple beside you. Who's beside you? Well, and, and he says in verse twenty six, I'm going to send you a helper. Yeah, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things. Yeah, you know, when we open this book. Um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's easy to feel, you know, under underprepared and incapable. And, and we hear a lot of times how people say, I don't even know how to read my Bible. How am I going to learn to do the things that Jesus did and do greater works? Man, the Holy Spirit, his whole job is to teach you all things. It's to sit down in this book, and we, and we even say when we do this show, we're going to open this up, and what's the Holy Spirit going to breathe on? What's he yeah. going to show us? And that's so we're following that lead, and that's the same lead, you know, Pastor Brian, you're talking about when it says, you know, start with the person next to you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's going to be the one to prompt you and lead you, and he'll teach you how to do that. And it says here, and he'll bring to your remembrance the things that I said to you. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of the Word of God. But here, I always like to throw this in there. It, you can't be reminded of what you don't know, Yeah. right? 
you've got to get into the Word of God, and so, man, I'm preaching to the choir because you're listening to us on morning breath, but to go do the things that Jesus did, we need to know what Jesus has said. The only way to know what Jesus has said is to get in the Word and start reading it, but as we do that, um, the Holy Spirit is now basically got a file that he can reference. Yeah, you know, sure. it's kind of how I think about it. You know, if, if you haven't read the Word, then, then the Holy Spirit can't bring the Word up in you, but if you've been reading the Word, the Holy Spirit can reach in at, at any given time. You know, how many times, Pastor Brian, have you been praying for somebody in a scripture you haven't thought of, maybe in a long time, time. all of a sudden it's coming out of your mouth? Yeah. Because that's the Holy Spirit bringing that stuff up because he's bringing it to your remembrance because he took the time to put it in. Maybe it was a year ago that you sat and you did a morning breath program. Now the Holy Spirit's pulling that back out of your mouth. Why? Because you, you, you endeavored to trust him to step out and do the same works that Jesus did. Yeah, I love that, that Jesus is talking to guys he's spent time with here and reminding them of what they're capable of. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is not, he's talking to a stranger right now. Like, these are guys that he's been doing life alongside, and he's about to go away, right? And he's going, hey, remember, hey, remember, I'm going to, there's going to be another way. Like, this, there's going to be a way to do this, and, because they are a little bit on edge going, whoa, where are you going, right? They're, they're a little worried right now. And he's going, let me give you peace, and here's how it's going to work out. It's going to be fine, right? And that happens because of closeness with Jesus. He was able to do that. He wasn't able to tell the stranger about this, hey, it's going to be okay, right? Like, he's talking to people close to him. Similarly, who's close to you today? Like, start there. Like, yeah. don't, and I maybe can't emphasize this enough, you, we think so many times that we're going to do something great with that stranger out there. Mm. Start with the people beside you. You know, I've heard, I've talked to missionaries out, I'm out on a missions trip, talk with a missionary, and, you know, they say, you know, people come down all the time and just can't wait to do mission stuff, right? And, oh, they're going to they're gonna go home, they're going to become a full-time missionary, they're going to come down and do it, right? But yet when they're on a trip for seven days, they're nervous and afraid to talk to anybody, right? Well, you can't go full blast, full steam if you're afraid to talk to the person beside you, right? Mm. Like, just talk to the person beside you. Maybe ask somebody today, you know, what's God been showing you? Somebody you know to be a believer, even that, that yeah. is not gonna like you're not gonna get freaked out start by a you're God get that, conversation. That, yeah, yeah, that hard that hard question you're gonna get from the unbeliever. Start with a believer. Start with somebody that's quote unquote safe that you can have just fellowship with, and watch what that stirs up. You know, we can't do life alone and expect to just do great, you know, mighty things. Jesus didn't do life alone. He did life around people, right? These disciples learned very quickly that around people, there's a lot that can happen, right? Sure. And so let's get around the people that were around and start talking about. Bring God up. Just get God in the conversation. Hey, what'd you do over the weekend, right? Man, I, w- I, w- I was at church, and I you know, I heard this message about blah, blah, blah. You know, or, man, I was at small group last night. Or Just talk about what you're talking about and what you're doing, and watch what God does in the process of doing that. It's incredible what we get the opportunity to do and have conversations about. And the doing the miraculous, the, the even greater works than Jesus did, those things are going to come out of those moments of doing it with the people alongside you. Somebody's going to go, man, my friend needs this and needs prayer about that, and or why don't we go pray for so-and-so? And you can go do those things together, you know? And so, I don't know, I, I just... I guess I get concerned about people who even you could just tune into a show like this and you think this is enough. This isn't enough. This this is great because we're doing it across the table from each other. Mark and I are doing it and talking about it, and something great happens when we talk about it together than when I do it alone or you yeah. do it alone, right? But don't sit at home and just listen to a show or don't sit at home and just watch it, watch you know some Christian TV show. Man, get around other believers and see what God's capable of doing. You know, the disciples did some radical stuff because they were doing it together. Yeah, and it, it, it builds that boldness in you that yeah. you need. You know, and I, I, we get it. We get that there's, there's, there's a level of boldness that you need to grow into, um, but that's the best way to do it, like Pastor Brian is saying. Get around other people because they're just like in any other group, you're going to be more bold when you're with people. Yeah. Right? And, but then that will set you up to be bold later on. You know, I, I kind of got to a place 
where, uh, just as an example of kind of being a little bit bold, but not in your face, because you don't being in your face pushes people away. But when people begin to know that you're a church person, yeah, they may or may not have much to say about it, but they file that away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they have a question and they yeah. go, hey, you know what? I mean, can I, I ask you a question? Guy. Yeah, exactly. Because they know that so I know some guy over there who goes to church, yeah. he might be able to answer this question for him yeah. because life just got real yeah. for them, you know? Yeah. Um, but being bold to do that, and, and I'll give you an example of something that I've, I've started doing. Um, I don't do it a lot because I don't meet that many people who, but I, I, people who have maybe are new to the area, uh, maybe I'll meet somebody in my neighborhood who's moving into a house. I'll just get bold and be like, hey, do you have a church home? Yeah. You know, instead of the assumption of, well, most people, you know, church attendance is declining, not as many people go to church. I'm just going to assume that, you know, if you don't go to church, that's weird. So I'm going to I'm going to assume you do yeah. say, hey, where's your church home? Well, I don't really go to church. OK, well, you know what? I can tell you where there's a great one. But it just it now they know. Yeah, that's good. They know I'm that church guy. They know that maybe there's something. And so maybe the conversation can go that way. And it's easier for it to go that way down the road because they already know where I'm coming from. But it's just a step of a little bit of boldness. To just open a door so that people know that you, you know what, we, what we're talking about here is we're talking about the fact that God has given us the answers to eternal life. Yeah, come on. And, and, and creating doorways, you know, cracking windows open, just creating space for those conversations to begin to happen in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a lady a couple of weekends ago. She's, you know, getting bold because she's serving here at church, and now uh, her people and her family, they're the one, she's the one they asked to pray at Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Because that, that wouldn't have happened a year ago. There's all kinds of boldness that comes when the helper gets in you. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, will be out January 17th, 2020. You can buy, stream, or check out 
willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. East Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9.15 and 10.45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for uh, tuning in, being a part of the show with us. Uh, and just in closing, I, I had a thought about, you know, there's this verse in verse 5. It says, no, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going, and so how will we, how will we know um, the way? And uh, this is somebody who spent some time with Jesus, been around Jesus quite a bit. And uh, I would just say to you, in talking about your community and the people around you, don't be surprised that somebody doesn't get it yet, even though you think they get it, right? Like, this is a great example of people around Jesus that are just kind of on the on the fringe a bit around Jesus, but they were pretty close, right? Like, these guys were close, and they weren't getting it, right? Understand that though you think somebody around you gets it, maybe you would even reach back one more time to that person who you think's got it all figured out. That looks, just appears to be doing everything's great. You know, um, everything may not be as great as it looks on the surface. Ask one more time. Would you ask again somebody to go, hey, you know, how are you doing? And really genuinely care and be ready to pray for them. Be ready to go. You know what? Show some concern and let the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Advocate that's that's in you, the Helper that's in you. Be helper, be one who brings peace today to circumstances because you're willing to ask somebody again because you thought they had it figured out, but maybe they just didn't. And uh, see what God does. I think God's going to do some radical stuff in this season. And, you know, Happy New Year. And let's see what God can do this year. Bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.